Blog Talk Radio. Alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bon. I want to turn this up a little bit for the chorus. Hopefully it actually works. <laughs> anyway, my name is Joe Bon, host, uh, content manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of fantasysixpack.net. My co-host is here, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Happy 4th. Yeah, man. Happy Fourth to you. I uh, had to get a little USA action on the on the song. Um, but uh, you get into anything this weekend? Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, ended up spending yesterday at uh at my father-in-law's, and we had the uh, the little baby in the pool for the first time. So that was uh, a, an interesting experience. How'd uh, how'd she do? She did really well. She uh, it was a little cold and a little overcast, but overall, yeah, she, man, it uh, rained like crazy. <laughs> yeah, she definitely seemed to uh, enjoy it, though. I mean, she was kind of, you know, she liked it but didn't like it, so she wasn't really sure. But yeah, she didn't like overall break out and start bawling, so that was a plus. Nice. Always good. <clears throat> so yeah, man, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff went down this weekend. We you know we talked a little bit about some NBA free agency last week, and uh, you know Durant was obviously the the big the big draw, and wow, did the bomb drop? It was not what I expected at all. Um, if you I'm sure everybody listening is aware by now, but he signed with Golden State and has made a complete juggernaut of a team now. It's going to be pretty ridiculous. I don't really see how they're going to lose <laughs> unless they just decide to sit everybody. Um, that's that's going to be an, a, a ridiculous team. And, you know, it, you know hey, this is what, this is what the NBA – has allowed to happen many, many times. And with the increased salary cap, it's only, you know, it was only going to get worse. So now there's, you know, we saw a big three. Now we see the big four <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's going to be quite something. Yeah. I, I caught the news yesterday when, uh, when I was at my father-in-law's, we were sitting there and something came up on whatever we were watching. Um, you know, some kind of news channel, and they were talking about, oh, Kevin Durant fans are not pleased, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a minute, what? So I went, I logged onto my phone real quick to to check it out, see where he went. 
because um, they just showed the picture of some fan burning a jersey, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of the American way now. And, um, you know, once you decide to get burned by your, uh, you know, favorite players, you burn their jerseys. So, you know, it, it makes complete sense. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's – I don't think it's as big of a surprise. I, I just, and I totally get it. Um, I mean, th- this is what we've seen. This is what the NBA is now. It's who wants to play with who and, and where do you want to go? And, you know, I, I, good for Golden State. I, I don't see them losing. If they do, then it's just going to be even more of a disappointment overall for them, I feel like. But, I just don't I don't see how they can lose with getting one of arguably the top five players in the league. Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. It's funny, I was listening to uh, Bomani Jones uh, on, on my way home from work today, and he made a great analogy. He goes, the NBA, you know, Kevin Durant, what he did, it, it was like, you know, you're playing pickup ball, you get beat, and then, you know, a guy on the other team decides, oh, hey, guys, I got to go to dinner. And the guy on the team that gets beat, like the best guy on the team that gets beat, just goes, oh, hey, you need one? All right, all right, we good. <laughs> like, that's basically what just happened. And it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty spot on. Like, I, I was laughing pretty good when I heard it. Um, but, yeah, man, this was like, you know, we, we are a fantasy show. So I want to – I want to talk just a couple minutes about – how is this going to affect their fantasy values going forward? You know, we saw what happened when, like, other big players grouped up who scored a lot. You know, you obviously saw what happened in Miami. Um, and, and you know, you, you see a little bit of the same thing in, in Cleveland now where everybody's value took a little bit of a hit. And then, but there's always that one guy whose value takes an enormous hit. And in Miami, it was Bosch, and and in Cleveland, it was Kevin Love. So, you know, Golden State does a really good job of sharing the ball around uh, between everybody. You know, so and and Clay and obviously Curry, they they can shoot the ball lights out. You know, they get theirs. Draymond Green was able to get his. You know, he's kind of a different player. He was kind of a, a real all-around uh, pass, rebound, shoot. You know, he kind of does everything. But with but with Durant there, like, I'm really kind of – I can't quite figure out what's going to happen. My initial thought is Clay's value is going to plummet. He was already just a scorer pretty much. But now he's going to be option number four, like behind. No, I I still think he's the third option. You think? He's got to be. I mean, I mean Draymond like the kickout gonna, option, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be more of solely shooter. I mean, like you said, he's going to be a dangerous option when you have two guys that can play in the freaking three-point contest in the All-Star game, you know, that's great for your team 
on a daily basis, let alone just the notoriety of having them in that competition. So now they've got, you know, a more powerful force on the inside with Durant, but Durant shoots the three too. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think this team is going to just be, I I don't see the reason for them to ever have to drive the ball. And (laughs) I I think we've talked about it before. It's pretty much what's going to happen. Well, yeah, but I mean, we talked about it before that all basketball is, is pass around the key and then go and try to charge and and get in and, and get fouled. But now with this team, they don't really have to do that as much because they have so many dangerous options on the outside that they, they just pass it around the key, they throw it in, and then kick it right back out to whoever it, it is, and they'll shoot the three and get it. So, you know, I think they're going to put up I, – I wouldn't be surprised to see them challenge for the most points scored, you know, throughout a season – with this, um, maybe they've already hit that mark because of how proficient they've been. But uh, you know, that's how I see this season going for them. Yeah, it's very, very possible. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I haven't dug in too deep on it, but um, it is absolutely going to be fun to watch. It, it's annoying, you know, as a as a fan of the games where I like competitive games. You know, it's it's annoying, and also because it just means the Wizards are even that much farther away. <laughs> so are the 76ers, for your sake. Um, but it, it's yeah, going to be Russell fun Westbrook, to watch. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. They're not getting Russell That'll Westbrook. Good. Yeah, uh, good luck with that. Good luck I don't with know, that. Man. Well, that's the problem, though. Next year, like you said, you brought up the salary cap. And this is the last point I'll make, and we can move on. But you brought up the salary cap, and it's going up again next year, and it's almost, you know, going up by the same margin that it went up this year, which is a ridiculously high margin. It was pretty consistent for a while up into this year. But, you know, Westbrook can either take the reins and say, okay, now I'm the guy. And, you know, that's what I was hearing earlier, that the owners and coaches are going to be talking to him saying, hey, this is your team now. You're a perennial all-star. You know, you're a a potential MVP player on your own as it is. So now is your chance to, to really run with this team. But they need to bring something in to help him. But if they don't, he can stay there this year, see how it goes, and then he decides, eh, it was fun, but I need more. I'm going to go after the money, and I'm going to go play in Los Angeles or wherever. So, you know, it, My it's feeling interesting to see how it's going to happen. I don't see how they're going to keep him. I I think I think Westbrook's gone, and they, they should realize that and um, trade him, get whatever they can for him, because if not, they're going to be in – they're going to be – they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs, but they'll be pretty mediocre. Because nobody, well, they're, they're like, definitely not going to give, you know, the Warriors a run for their money, especially not now with no, definitely not on the other side. Um, yeah, definitely know, not. That series was an awesome series It was for the sport. And, you know, it, it's – I still think it's a shame for how it turned out 
on Oklahoma City's part, but you know that's that's how it turned out. And you know, I, I still think overall the best two teams were in the finals, um, and, and the better team this year was Cleveland. So we'll see what happens. Yep. 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 <clears throat> I will move it on. So tonight's show, uh, the the main topic tonight that we want to cover is, you know, we've kind of hit. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that you know the the All Star break is halfway in baseball. Well, it's usually a little past halfway, and um, you know we we've just hit the halfway point. We're just past the halfway point in baseball, actually, for games played when you count exactly half. Um, you know, we've talked at, at length at times especially in the beginning, you know, hot start, cold starts, do you panic, don't you panic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and, I, and I wanted to get to some of these guys, like, uh, you know, it, was their first half real? Was it fake? You know, whether or not it was good or bad, you know, type of thing. And a guy that I want to start off with, and I think I do this just to kind of jab at you a little bit because you dropped him in our league, and I, and I snatched him up, and he's been raking ever since. Is Jake Lamb of of the Diamondbacks? Um, Nineteen home runs and a slash line of two ninety two, three sixty, and six oh seven, which I believe, at least of last night's games, now leads the ma- leads the majors. Um, so at least the NL, it did. Um, I, I was watching the game on the computer and I saw the stat flash up and, uh, it, it, it made me definitely think to put him on here. What do you think about this guy? Is he, is, is it real? Is it fake? Like, what can we expect from this guy the second half? You know, like you said, I, uh, had him and I dropped him. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I guess that, you know, goes into our uh, our trade that we made. So it's the, the pickup of, of losing uh, Colum A, Colum, whatever, however you pronounce his name. But, no, I mean, I, I like the guy. I think he, he's a solid player. You know, the stats are there. The OPS is ridiculous. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it's, off, it's off the charts, I, I mean, what he's doing right now. Um and and anytime you get up around 20 home runs before the All-Star game, yes, it is a little past the halfway, actual halfway point, but it's still impressive to me. Um, I think as long as he can continue to get the playing time and playing in the, uh, the uh, you know, in that ballpark for half of his games, he's going to continue to have an opportunity to rake. And I, I don't know if he's going to maintain this, um, you know, this pace. The average I could see staying around where it is, um, but the, the slugging's got to think that's got to drop. Yeah, I would, I would think so too. Um, I, my only worry, and, and I know this is why you dropped him, is he, he is sitting against lefties. Um, so... You know, like he's sitting tonight, but I, I think, you know, obviously there, there's more right-handed pitchers in baseball, so I think he's going to overall be okay. But, um, 
yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not expecting like another 19 home run performance the rest of the way, but yeah. you know, I'll take whatever again. This guy's obviously, in in my opinion, you know, he's he's legit. I liked him coming into the year as a big time sleeper. I just wasn't really sure what the playing time was um, because you know they had they had guys all over the place as far as like you know Tomas and things like that, uh, guys like that, and uh, and then Drury kind of came in and started taking some more time. So I really didn't know what what Lamb was gonna do. But he just he just really just said, okay, screw you guys. I'm just gonna prove you wrong, and he has definitely done that. So I, I like him the rest of the way. Just not a total repeat performance of this. I think the power goes goes down. Um, yeah, uh, and and you were saying the 607 is is his uh, his slugging itself. So I think I called it out as, as OPS, which technically his OPS is pretty high and off the charts when you look yeah. at all of the numbers Everything's combined. Pretty high for this guy but, right now. But yeah, just just looking at at what's there on our sheet, it, it's just gaudy numbers. And you know, I, I think he's it, it's gonna it's gonna depend on how the playing time works. Um, I think that is gonna be really the deciding factor. If he can start to pick it up against the the lefties, I think that's what you just said. He's sitting against lefties, so mm-hmm. you know, then that's that's a big thing. So, you know, I, I think uh, Brandon Drury is back up now too. You know, he's a nice little role player for him, but he he doesn't really offer too much other than, you know, really the the on base percentage. I feel like so. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's a crowded outfield as it is. So if he's not playing third, then I, I just don't know if he's going to get all the, the playing time. I believe he has eligibility in outfield, doesn't he? Uh, Drury? Uh, no, well, Drury does. Uh, I'm talking about Lamb. I don't think Lamb does. No, 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 no. Lamb definitely does not. He's, he's third base only. Third. Okay. Yeah. But moving on, another guy out there in the NL West that, you know, he was a big hype machine a couple of years ago playing for Tampa Bay. Um never really put it all together. Then injuries happened and then he was traded and I don't know, released even possible. I don't remember. Um, but Will Myers, I mean, this is almost identical to what Jake Lamb has done. I mean, 19 home runs, a 283, 351, 531 triple slash line. Um, he's just, I mean, he's really proven everybody wrong who kind of, I mean, I wanted nothing to do with the guy. I didn't think he had it in him to to get it done this year, and he just was below average for years. It seemed like, and you couldn't trust the guy, and so I didn't I didn't go after him in any of my leagues. What do you think about him going for real or fake, man? Uh, I think he's going to come back to reality pretty hard. Um, you know, I will give him props that. He's, you know, he plays for what's mostly looked at as a bad team in San Diego, but you know they're actually pretty surprising. They they've got some quality guys on that team this year that are really jumping up and and you know taking the reins, so to speak. And Myers is one of those guys. You know, Melvin Upton's another one. But I, I'm just not buying into it. I, I think that you know his past play is going to overshadow and he's going to kind of fall back into, you know, what we've seen from him in the past. He's, 
he's got some injury issues in the past as well, but, you know, he's bounced around and he's never really found that home. So maybe San Diego is it, but I, I definitely don't see him. I'd be surprised if he gets the 30 home runs. I think he's going to hover in Ooh, maybe really? around like, maybe around like 28, um, I feel like he's probably got a DL stint somewhere on on the lines in August. So, yeah, well, that, that would definitely do it. Now, what yeah. now? What would you say if if I told you he got traded? Because I believe he's he's in you know trade rumors all over the place. Um, you know, I mean, if he got traded to like a like a you know, obviously a better offense here. Um, yeah, what you. Would you like him better going forward? Or do you still think he's just going to come crashing back down? I mean, I think it really depends on where he's going to go to to see where, you know, what he can do. If he goes to, like, I don't know, somewhere that's kind of like a bandbox stadium, then I, I can see the homer total definitely hitting 30. Still probably not much more than that, but... I, I just don't I don't buy it. I, I think just overall it's he's gonna fade back into to what he's been. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not really sure with Will Myers. I mean I obviously he had the potential he was like a top prospect. But um but uh it he I definitely didn't expect this out of him. So I just can't – I don't like the offense. I don't really like the stadium very much. I kind of I kind of agree with you that I think he's going to come crashing back down a little bit. So um, that that's my take on it. Yeah. So I got a couple guys here. And, you know, I wrote these names down and, and you know, looking at our notes, I, I don't know if I feel like these are – guys that were mostly unexpected first halves, but again, it was just pretty gaudy numbers that I wanted to throw up there in these guys. So first one is another guy who I drafted and both of us were pretty high on coming into the season, but I didn't want to wait on him. And, uh, you know, he just wasn't, wasn't doing it for me and, and I needed to get something going on my team. And of course, I dropped him right before he got hot and took off. Uh, and that would be that. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Former National, now Texas Ranger, Ian Desmond. Um, I mean, this guy's really, really found himself down in Texas. And, you know, he's kind of just living up to what we thought coming into the year. But, uh, honestly, I think he's he's above what we thought. He's already got 15 homers hitting for 321 average, which is well above his his career average. Uh, he's hitting 374 on base percentage, again, well above his his career. And he's got a 526 uh, slugging. You know, he's also got 20 doubles and 14 stolen bases. But my biggest knock on him right now is the 85 strikeout. Um you know, it's halfway through the season, so it's not 
I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's something that he can kind of tweak and correct through the rest of the season, but I just don't know if if that's going to stick or not. Um, and, again, if you're not in a league that punishes you for strikeouts, it doesn't matter to you. All the other good stats do. So what, what do you think of Desmond going forward? Are you, are you buying this, or uh, or you think it's it's just time to sell high on him? Uh I, I am buying this. You're 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 100% right. I you know, we we did both like him coming into the year, maybe even a little more than than some of the other, you know, industry folks out there. Um but I I was just really buying into the bounce back and yeah, you're right. He started off horribly. Um but I did not expect him to be this good. I mean, he's the number one shortstop on the ESPN player radar right now. Um Granted, he doesn't play shortstop, but he still has the eligibility. Um, and you mentioned the strikeouts. Yeah, he's got 85 strikeouts. That's lower. That's back down to when he had those banner seasons for Washington. Uh, the last two years for Washington, he had a like near 29% K rate. He's back down to 23.5. Um, those, those three years that he, he – well, two of the three years that he crushed it – in Washington, he had a 20 and a 22%. Uh, the last year was 20, 28.2, almost 29. Uh, but that's what he had, you know, 20 homers and, and you know, 20 steals. Do I think he finishes with 30 home runs? No. But, you know, I think if he finishes anywhere between, you know, 25 and 27, you're, you're feeling real good. And can he get 25 stolen bases? Yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's right there where he was. And playing for, you know, the Rangers offense and then just the Rangers in general, I mean, they're a good organization. They're a good team. They, you know, they have the third most points, you know, third most runs or fourth most runs in the, in the national, in the American league. So I don't see why there is any reason, unless there's an injury, why he can't continue this. So I'm, I'm going to say real. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is too. Um, We'll see what he can do. Uh, I definitely think he's he's going to hit probably 25 steals or close to it. Um, I can see him getting to the 30 home runs, but I think it's got to, you know, that, that Texas summer heat's got to kick up. And, you know, I haven't done enough research to figure out how many more home games they have as opposed to away games right now but um, or the rest of the way. But I, I think he can get to 30. Um, I, I do think the average is going to come down a little bit, but you know, yeah, that, that's still, uh, you know, every everybody that's hitting way above their stats, I feel like it, is going to come down. They're, they they just they have to. Typically, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. considering his bad bips like almost four hundred, yeah, the average is going to come down. And that's why you're not going to see him finish with 30 home runs and then 120 runs and, you know, 110 RBI, you know, that kind of stuff. You're going to see it fall just short of halfway because the average yeah. is going to come down. You know, other things will fall just short, but it'll still be a very productive season for him. Yeah. Um, another guy uh, that is, is kind of surprising and is now, you know, a current national Mr. Daniel Murphy, he is hitting at a 347 average, 387, 
on base percentage and a 579 slugging. Uh, now he's got 22 doubles, but the good thing with him is that he only has 35 strikeouts. I mean, he he's patient at the plate. You know, if he's getting out, it's it's not often because his average is so high as it is. Um, you know, he's he's only got 14 homers, so I think he's going to fall short of the 30 mark for sure. Um, and his average, I think it'll drop. I don't think it's going to be too terrible, though. I mean, his career average is a 293. So, yeah. you know, he he's always had a pretty solid average. Um, but he's, he's only got 35 strikeouts and 17 walks. So he's, I, I say he's patient, but he's not really taking a lot of walks either. So when he's getting out, he's either flying out or grabbing out. But he's just not really getting out a lot. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on on Mr. Murphy here? I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake, because um, he he's all he's already hit his career high for home runs, uh, which he hit last year, which was 14. Um, his batting average is 50 points higher than it has ever been, and Oh, I take that back. In 109 games, he he's been over 300 a couple of different times, but for way less games uh, for the Mets back in the day, like back in 2011 and 2008. Um, but you're right. You know, he does have you know decent plate discipline. Like he doesn't strike out. He makes he makes contact, um, and so he he's a definitely he's definitely a contact hitter. And right now, you know, you're seeing his home run to fly ball rate. You know, it's it's up like four percent over what it usually is. You know, so it, his ground ball to fly ball rate is like the reverse of what it usually is. So he's hitting way more fly balls, and more of his fly balls are going for home runs. It can that continue? I kind of don't see it. Like those numbers tell me that at 31 years old, he didn't all of a sudden figure out how to be a home run hitter. He's just making fantastic contact right now. And I just, I just don't know if it's going to continue. That's just doesn't, that's not who he has been for his fairly lengthy career. I'm not buying into it. I'm I'm thinking that the, uh, the playoff, you know, home run stretch was definitely, uh, kind of a, a aberration, but I mean, he's kind of carried it in to this year. So we'll, we'll, you know, we've seen that, but I just think it's, uh, you know, I'm just not buying it. I, I think he's going to fall back in. So. So a couple of guys here that have had very poor first half or at least poor first half for their sakes is the guy I want to start off with, and mainly because he's frustrating the crap out of me on my dynasty team, is Andrew McCutcheon. Um, we all know Andrew McCutcheon has been a premier player in this league for many, many years. Uh, we started to see the decline a little bit last year. You know, obviously at his age, he's not running as much. Um, but, I mean, the steals have all but vanished. He has two. Um, his strikeout rate is skyrocketed over the last two years 
from 17 to 19 to now 24%. He's not walking as much. He still has 12 home runs, which is kind of on pace of where he was last year. He finished with 23. So that's okay. Um, but the average is at 236 because of all the strikeouts. I mean, something just doesn't seem right with the guy. And I know, and I actually, I think he is battling a little bit of injury. I forget what it is right now, but he has not been himself. And I, I, I personally don't know if we're going to see him like really turn around and be the Andrew McCutcheon we remember in the second half. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not buying into him. I, I think this is where he's at right now. Uh, it's going to probably maintain, you know, you'd like to think the average will come up a little bit. Um, I think he's, he's less than a 25 homer guy. Um you know, runs, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at at 70, uh, you know, if if not less than that. He's just not getting on base enough to be able to, to bring these other stats in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think I, I, I want to say that I called him out earlier, you know, in our previews that I didn't think he was going to be worth a first-round pick. And I feel like a lot of people – that's where you had to go out and get him. And I like McCutcheon a lot, but he, he just kind of came out of nowhere as this like fantastic five tool guy. And it, it, it only was there for a couple of years, but he's still getting drafted for that past performance on the name value. And, and he just hasn't been living up to it. So I mean, I think this is what we're seeing now is real. I think there's some room for improvement, but not much. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really worried. I'm, I think I'm. Hopefully, nobody on my in my dynasty league is, is listening because I think uh, I think I'm going to try and figure out a way to get rid of him because he's going to cost me a first rounder next year. <laughs> so, and I don't want to spend a first rounder on him. Although, I mean, people that go first round in that league, like it's, it's nobody's. So like, yeah. what am I doing? Like who cares? Um, but I'd rather get, you know, somebody of value who's going to cost me a, a fifth rounder or something instead. That's, I don't know. I got to figure out what to do with him because I don't, I don't think I want to hang on to him anymore in that league. He's only 29, though. Like, you got to think there's some good years left in him, right? Well, and that's that's the one thing that he's definitely got going for him. Like I said, he kind of just came onto the scene like gangbusters and and really blew up for a couple of years there. And then he cut his dreads. And what the hell happened? So, uh, <laughs> super superpowers went away. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't think that's it. I think he was still kind of you know, losing a step uh, and whatnot when he still had the dreads that last year. But... I just wonder if he's injured because I know he was battling injuries last year. And, you know, this year he's had a heel injury. I think he had, a, you know, something else for a couple of different games. You just wonder yeah, if I he's, mean... like, playing through an injury. Because you don't usually see guys just fall off the face of the earth like this at 29. I mean, you're still considered in your prime, aren't you? 
I would think so. I mean, but here again, you were just talking about Daniel Murphy at 31, you know, being on the down slope. So, no, uh, I was I, saying it's usually, it's weird to see guys at 31 going on 32 well, become have their best season. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind, well, of, yeah. kind of odd. I think that, you know, that, that really is the prime years in my mind is, between 20, you know, starting around 27, 28, and then kind of getting into that 32, maybe 33, if you're in an, in that upper echelon. Um, you know, some guys fall within that range and, and only, you know, have a couple of those years as their prime, you know, one way or the other. But, you know, but then you also see guys like, well, I can't even really say Bautista because his average is terrible. Um, and yes. he seems to be more of an injury issue these days as it is. But he still has power. And, you know, that kind of came on in his later years, I feel like. So I believe he's 36, maybe 37 now. Um, but, you know, I, can he rebound? Yes because of the age and if he can get a hundred percent healthy, but I just feel like maybe these injuries are starting to crop up and keep going because he's continuing to play and he's not sitting out and getting healthy when he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. Another guy who we've seen hit the DL already and, you know, dealing with injuries and we talked at length about him at the preseason is Jason Hayward, and I was adamant back then, and I think you're going to pretty much know where I stand here with this one now. Um, he is horrible. Um, he's great defensively. He's a good baseball player. Might be a good locker room guy, but he's not a good fantasy baseball player, and I've I've never understood why people just get all you know crazy over this guy. Um, two thirty-eight, four home runs, six stolen bases, thirty-eight runs, and twenty-six RBI. People were drafting this guy in like the fifth round, I believe. It was just nutty where he was going, and I never understood it. I mean, people, I think everybody's hoping that he's gonna be that twenty-seven home run guy that he was. You know, what was that? Five years ago now, it feels like. It's been a long time, and I don't see it. I don't think he's going to, like, turn around and all of a sudden be an awesome fantasy outfielder for you. Um, <laughs> he He's, at this point, I mean, he's, he's droppable in just about every type of league. So, I, I, don't, I don't like him, and I think, I think he's uh, – to see is what he is at this point. Yeah, 2012, four years ago now, 27 home runs. I mean, everything's been declining since. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, 2013, he only played 104 games. He was in 158 in that 2012 year. But he hit half the home runs in, you know, yeah. not not half of the games. So, I, I mean, he just he fell off. Uh, he had a better on-base percentage, though, uh, which is kind of weird. But, you know, he was mm. struck out a lot less. 
but he again he played in 54 less games. That's you know a month and a half almost of games. So well, really almost two months. Um, but the year after that, he was in 149 games and he hit only 11 home runs. So you know it's, it's just not there. And you know he he's been one of my you know fantasy kryptonites for a while. I didn't go after him this year um, just because of, you know, the, the stats declining. Uh, you know, he did have a nice average last year at 293, but he wasn't getting a lot of those stats. I mean, he finished with 23 stolen bases last year, too. It's also not horrible, but you know, it's uh, – it's just sad to see it, and and people aren't realizing what's going on. And yeah, they see the name. They just, yeah, they see the name, and they just go after him. I mean, hell, is he? Is he? And I wonder, is he? Is he still owned in our league? I'm actually curious. He is. He's actually still owned in our league. Okay. He's still. I mean, he's owned in three point nine. He's still owned yeah. in almost eighty four percent of leagues. Why? <laughs> My gosh. I, I don't know. I mean he's not he's not putting up numbers worth owning. No. I mean, like, are... You can deal with a low average if you're getting home runs or something, but he's not giving you anything. That's yeah, that's, that's crazy look, to me. If you look at it, take out average and and on base percentage, he's Dexter Fowler. I mean, he's got three less runs, three less homers, same RBIs, one less walk, and and one more stolen base. So that's that's confusing to me. Like, how is a guy who's hitting 60 points less in average and 70 points less in on-base percentage the exact same player as Dexter Fowler? Yeah, but Fowler's been on the DL for God, a month, it feels like now. I mean, he's been on the DL for a while. The last game Dexter Fowler played, oh, actually, the 18th. I don't Yeah, yeah not that been long, a couple weeks. Still, it, dude, that's almost a month when you think Three about weeks. it. I mean, it's, it's like, eh, still. Um, but, I don't know how many games that – I know – I know that Hayward missed some time trying to look it up now. Fowler's been out for 18 games. And yeah, actually, Hayward... actually, you know what? You know what? Hayward missed a, like a handful of games, like here and there. He just he didn't he didn't go on the DL or nothing. But yeah, yeah, I, mean, so, I think we can both agree. I mean, you know, he's actually real. Like this is this is who he is. He's just not that great. So. He's missed half as many games, but still, yeah. In in nine games, is he somehow going to make his average sixty points and his OP, OBP seventy? No, no, um, of course not. But it's that's to me though. They're the same. They're the exact same player aside from those two, you know, main stats that we'll call it. Um, yeah, you know, counting stats. So. That's what I think is keeping him at eighty four percent. And 
Well, and the fact that they were drafted in like the sixth or seventh round, I, I think I'm I missed oh, yeah. focus there. I, I looked, but you know, you think about it, like Dexter Fowler was barely drafted in a lot of leagues. I mean, he was he was like exactly ADP of two seventeen according to ESPN. So yeah, that has a lot to do with it. You know, it's you know it's the guys you can find later on that can help you on those guys early on that that give you late round value kill you. But um, it goes. It also goes to the point that you can't. People aren't gonna just drop guys that they invest that high of a pick in. Some people will oh, and not. realize this guy's a bum. He's not going anywhere now, so I'm dropping him, or I'm gonna try to trade him to some other schlep in my league who has a hard on for him. But <laughs> you know, if you can yeah, do that, much. go for it. I would. But yeah. You know, this is this is where we are with Hayward, and and it's it's a shame. He was he was very touted. You know, he came out, never really kind of got to that point until that 2012 season. It, it just all came together for him, and since then it's it hasn't been there. So I don't know when people are going to start to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either. Um... I did want to just kind of have a little fun with it here. We've talked about all of these pitchers so many times, I feel like, but I want to just get you like rapid fire here. So, you know, real or fake Dallas Keuchel? Real the rest of the way as far. So how are we doing this? So I would say like how he's been performing now, is that real? Is that who you're going to get the rest of the way or is it fake? And he's going to be better. I hate to say it, but I think it might be real for him. Okay. What about – it's weird to say, but David Price, I mean, his Ks are incredible, but the rest of his numbers, meh. I think it's fake. I think he'll he'll start to get it together. I mean, Boston's got such a good team behind him, and he's been in that division before. So I think that's, you know, what we're seeing now is fake. Aside from the case, right. that's that's real. Uh, Matt Harvey, real or fake? I, I fake. All right. I think I think he'll I think he can figure it out. I think he'll bounce back. Chris Archer. Um. Also fake. I mean, he, he's a guy that was touted as a potential Cy Young winner this year, or in the talk of Cy Young. So. I feel like I feel like it, I should be playing this. It, it, <laughs> if Tampa can figure out how to win games, I, I think he'll he'll definitely be better off too. But All right. I, I think he can uh, um, Sonny Gray's an interesting one because since he came back from the DL, he's been better, but overall, he's been still pretty bad. So real or fake? I think it's going to be a down year for him. I'm going to go with real. I mean, he has been better, but I think he's just going to fall back and and teams are going to continue to figure him out. And I'll I'll find a couple more here. Another name that caught my attention here was Marcus Stroman. Hmm. I, I want to say fake. I think he's got to be able to turn around. He had a decent start, his last start out against uh, Cleveland. 
Okay. But, uh, you know, and they were red hot right then. So that was, that was promising. I think he's too young and, and has a talent. And, and a guy that it's actually the opposite here. He's been doing really well is um, Jeff Samarja. Your baby has a lot of time over there. I like it. What's that? Yes. She's a Shark right. fan. Um, she's all the way down the hall, too, so that's a, pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I'm going with real. I, I like I've always liked him. I think, you know, him in the NL is where he needs to be. And him in that ballpark is obviously where he needs to be. So I think he keeps all it right. going. All right. I mean, that's that's all I've got for pitchers. I think that, that pretty much covers it all. All right. Yeah, I got a, a couple of hitters here I want to touch on. Um, so, and, and I don't know if, if we did or didn't have the expectations on them, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll run through them real quick. Boo, can you shut the door, please? Sorry. I'm going to have to mute that. <laughs> um, no problem. It I, happens. I, yeah. Um, so we've got our first guy who is still a rookie. So I think there's definitely room to grow but he was highly touted for his power and he just has been a strikeout machine and has a horrible average and not good OBP or, or slugging. He does have 12 homers, but Young Ho Park, he's been recently sent to the minors and he's, yeah. he's hitting a 191 average, 275 OB, OBP and only a 409 slugging, which I think is, mostly driven by his homers there. I mean, how slugging is is mostly calculated anyways. But, you know, the 12 homers is kind of nice. But, you know, what are are we getting here? You know, I'm going to have to go with Real on this one. I don't think he's going to, you know, I know know we saw uh, Kang struggle for Pittsburgh last year coming over. And then he had a, a, a tremendous second half, but Park just looks even more lost than Kang did. And, you know, the, the strikeout numbers, just to say it. And the the homers were nice, but, man, they, they came in bunches. Uh, I, I did – I owned him in our league and, and dropped him a few weeks ago, and it was the best move I ever did. Uh, he was just such a drain on on every category. He was he was home or bust. That's that's all it was. He he went over five or over four, or he would go one for five with a home run. And you know the Twins' office isn't very good, so it was usually a solo shot. And so it was very empty stats. And and you see that you know he's got twelve home runs, but only like twenty four RBI or something like that. Um, so it's very empty empty stats there, which which I don't like. You know. I, I, you want to get guys who can, when they hit home runs, they're hitting in other people. So the the Twins' offense just isn't doing him any favors. But he's got to fix out. He's got to fix the strikeouts, and I'm just not. I'm just not seeing it from him. Yeah, I I have him in my dynasty league. He was actually my first draft pick. You know, second pick overall for that league, and 
I was really high on him. Uh, you know, I love the power. I think that it could still be there, but he's got to be able to hit too. I mean, he can't just come in and be this all or nothing, you know, somewhat semblance of Chris Davis, um, you know, without as much power, I feel like, but, you know, the strikeouts kills me, and I found myself benching him more than I was playing uh, mm-hmm. in my Dynasty League because we get banged on strikeouts. And, you know, I hate that category as it is um, because it's not anything, you know, that I feel like you should be penalized for if you have guys that are good, but they just tend to strike out. Um, so, you know, whatever. But the next guy I wanted to uh, to, to uh, touch on here, um, and I don't again I don't know if he's necessarily a hor- you know a highly touted guy, but Russell Martin of Toronto. I mean he's only got seven homers right now. He's got a two twenty two average, three twelve on base, and three thirty five slugging, which is atrocious. Um, he's right up there in the strikeouts. You know, with uh, with Park at seventy nine, um, you know, but he's a career two fifty five hitter, three fifty OBP and four oh two per slugging. So he's definitely hitting below his career numbers. But what are your, what are your thoughts on him the rest of the way? I mean, is he a guy that you're hoping to get? I think um, I think it's I think it's a little bit fake with him. Uh, and you've and you've seen it over this last month. You know he's he's picked up the average, he's picked up the power. You know over half of his home runs have come in the in the last month. So you know the the Toronto offense in in general is is really starting to pick things up. You know we we actually semi worried about Donaldson there for a little while, which was crazy because now he's back on like MVP level numbers again. Uh, but you know, and Martin is picking it right up there with him. So it's, um, I, I think it's fake. I think Martin's going to have a good second half. All right. Good. Yeah. I hope he does. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just <laughs> noticed I you picked him up in our league apparently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have, I have, um, I've had him in our, our, Oh, you've had him for a while? Uh, I don't yeah, I, I may have even drafted him, but um, he's been kind of added and dropped in my, my one other league you you know, over the past few weeks. So uh, I've been thinking about maybe going after him. But we'll see. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, so real quick here at the end, I, I kind of want to talk about a couple of guys that you know either weren't drafted or – they're they're still kind of out there on the waiver wire type of thing, um, or, or or guys that have had bad starts and and now they've just kind of recently come on like recent hot streaks. Kenry's Morales and I don't know if you've been paying any attention, um, but he is killing it all of a sudden. Uh, in the last like two weeks, he's got seven home runs, a batting average of four seventy six, and you want to hear his slugging percentage a thousand forty eight. Um, yeah, he's destroying the ball right now. Now, clearly that's not going to continue, but what, what do you think we're going to see from him? I mean, I liked him going into the season. He had a great 2015, um, but he just was, he was doing nothing the first month of the season. I finally had to let him go, but luckily I got him back for all of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, 
I don't know what to make of this. I mean, he's really just been blowing it up for, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks that he's really been hot. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what jump-started Kansas City. Their offense just wasn't really doing much this year. And then he kind of started, you know, getting a little bit better, not anywhere what he is right now, but he started playing better. And then, you know, the team as a whole started playing better as well. Um, but he's just, he's been absolutely destroying it right now. Yeah. Another, another guy, uh, an ex Oriole, I would like to point these guys out. It seems like Bud Norris. And of course he was just recently traded to the Dodgers. He's been awesome. Uh, he looks like the old Bud Norris again. It's crazy. Like, can we actually expect this to continue? Uh, better I, I than old Bud Norris. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, the old Bud Norris wasn't this good. Um, I mean, he started pitching well, you know, for Atlanta um, right. before the trade, and then you know, since the trade, he's been pitching well. He's just kept it going. I think he's on a better team now with the Dodgers, obviously, but at the same time, their offense isn't that scary, so. He's just he's helping his own cause. Um, I think he's going to end up being a a waiver or streaming option the rest of the way, though. I, I can't see him kicking it up and being owned in you know that high of a percentage of leagues. But you know, yeah, for the rest of the season, I don't. I don't either. And I mean, the Grady he did shut down the Cubs, so. That's that's impressive, but the other teams he has shut down have not, you know, like you said, the Dodgers don't have a super scary offense. He shut them down. Cincinnati, then Miami, then the Mets, and then Colorado, away from Colorado. So, um, you know, he, he hasn't faced the best competition. I will be very interested to see how he does against Baltimore tomorrow night. That will be a very telling sign, although – Baltimore, they've been struggling on the road here yeah. at, the, at the West Coast, so maybe he can muster up a good performance against them, but it would be very interesting to see him against one of the premier offenses in the league. Yeah, I I think he can get decent strikeout numbers tonight. Baltimore does strike out a lot, but I mean, it'll be, it'll be a telling sign for sure because he hasn't yeah. pitched against you know, a whole lot during this stretch. Yeah. Um, and, and another guy, you know, we talked about a, a once top prospect that's kind of come back on before. And here's another one, Trevor Bauer. I mean, his, his last month of the season has been crazy good. He's got an under two ERA, 0.94 whip. He's only allowed seven earned runs in 42 innings pitched, 40 strikeouts. You know, all of the all of the uh, all of those starts, I believe, have been quality, and it's just it's just been really really good. Um, do you think he's finally just figured things out? I mean, sometimes we see that with pitchers; it takes a a few extra years for him for these guys to figure it out. I mean. What are you thinking with this guy? 
I mean, I definitely like what he's done, but I, I don't know if I'm fully buying into it. He's he was a counted prospect, and you know, he does play on a good team, but I just I'm just not buying it for him. I, I don't think he's much more than really what we've seen and what we're used to seeing out of him. Um, I mean, if Cleveland continues to, to hit the way they will, I think he can get to those wins, um, you know, and, and as long as he can keep his control going, he'll he'll be getting his quality starts, which obviously helps. But I just don't – I don't know if the, you know, the ERA is going to stay there. I think he's going to start getting beat up again and, and teams are going to figure him out and – I'm just going to start hitting off of them again. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, I'm I'm honestly not really sure with him. He, he kind of crept up on me. Like, I didn't really pay much attention to him just because I wasn't really – I didn't really like him. So, when he got the call back up, I just kind of ignored him, and then I just kept ignoring him, and then he went on this tear. So, you know, we, we shall see with him at, at – I don't know if I'm fully buying in. I mean, I wouldn't trade for him right now because obviously he's at his highest value, but uh, that's that's going to be it, – it'll be interesting to watch. You know, like you're right, Cleveland's on fire right now, so uh, he's definitely going to get a lot of a lot of wins if he keeps pitching like that. So moving on here, we need to uh, finish up the show, get rolling here, so – do our MLB news and notes. Um, you know, we, we kind of touched on, we, we touched on both of these last week, Kershaw and Zach Greinke both hit the DL. Um, it sounds like Kershaw's could be a while, honestly. Um, they traded for Bud Norris. I mean, they are in desperate need of pitching, like what all four of their starters that were projected to start the year, four out of the five are on the DL. Uh, I think Maeda is the only one that isn't, right? So it's yeah, – uh, uh... And, of course, they lost Granky, who is also on the DL, so that would have been all five. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to think. Um, so those are two major, major uh, losses for, for teams. Um, you know, I – haven't seen a whole lot of updates about, you know, how long they think either one is going to be out. I, I think, I think Grinky is due back just after the All Star break, but um, yeah, I thought Hirsch said he'd be out at least a month, but I could be wrong. Grinky was hoping to miss just one start, but under an MRI and uh, yeah, um. It's unclear, actually. He's eligible to return after the All-Star break. Um, but, you know, as far as Kershaw, you know, I think his is kind of the same deal. You know, he went to go get, see the back specialist, uh, herniated disc. He's not going to require surgery, but they have no timetable. I mean, that sounds like it could be a very, very lengthy injury. And talk about, you know, blowing it for fantasy teams. That's 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 it right there. A lot of teams draft him high and then wait on pitching, thinking that Kershaw is going to carry their rotation. Um, a lot more, a lot more 
pitching injuries here. We got Jordan Zimmerman, another guy on my team, hits the DL, go figure. And yeah. uh, God, I can't win, dude. Um, just so Jordan Zimmerman hits the DL next strain, I believe. Yeah, it's probably good. He's been pretty bad the last couple of starts, so I'm not <laughs> not too sad. I'd rather you know him just stay out and get healthy. Daniel Norris, God, I mean, this guy just came back, didn't he? He's on the yeah. deal again, oblique. Um, this guy just can't get, cannot stay healthy, it seems like. Um, one that came out today, um, Wade Davis, closer for the Royals on the DL. He, um, I don't know how long he's going to be out. You know, I, I just kind of saw the news. I, I didn't get a chance to look it up, unfortunately. But, um it could be a, a straight right forearm. Just, there's not a lot of information on it right now, so just something to keep an eye on there. Um, the guy that you want to pick up in his place is Kelvin Herrera. He's been lights out as the eighth inning guy. Some people think that um, – what's his name? I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but there's a there's an Soria – some people think that Soria might get the ninth inning gig while he's out, but I kind of don't think so. I think Herrera is the one you want there. Um, and kind of weird that these happened on the same day, but um, Jung-Ho Kang is being investigated for sexual assault while at the same time Jose Reyes got activated by the Mets. So... Very weird that they happened on the same day, and it's just like. And I also own Kang in that same league I own Zimmerman in, so now I've got like five DL guys and Kang sitting there, and I'm just like praying that everybody else can carry me, which I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, so, but I mean, we don't know anything about Kang how long he's gonna be out. If he is going to get suspended, it's all an investigation still. But Ray is coming back. I mean, does anybody even care at this point? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I have him somewhere on stashed on one of my teams, I feel like. But, you know, I don't know how much of a factor he's going to really be. Um, you know, he's seems like he's ready to play and ready to be back and all that. But, you know, I, I don't know. Sat for a long time, so. He we'll, didn't we'll play what well. He put together. During his yeah, rehab, I mean, he so. wasn't. He only played, what, like three, four games, though? So, uh, I think know, it was a few of, more than that. Um, maybe I'm thinking of just this latest um Minor level still, or something. It, it still wasn't good. Um, so. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's he's getting the call up. He's playing third base for the Mets. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. I'm not really gonna go after him. I just I just yeah he he's actually been kind of struggling the last couple of years. Well, he hasn't been the same. Um, no. But yeah, so another injury. Are... Speaking of shortstops, we uh, I just saw that Johnny Peralta was left tonight's game, um, and then just, I don't think they disclosed what the injury was. But 
some discomfort. He is now. I'm just seeing that now, actually, yeah. Yeah, un- undisclosed ailment. Um, so they brought Adams in and slid Kiarko uh, over to third. Oh, uh, Derek Norris also was out tonight um, for an elbow. Uh, it sounds like he's expected to, to return tomorrow, though. Um, and then... Let's see who else. Steven Steven uh, Suzu was apparently pulled for lack of hustle. Good job. <laughs> nice. I'm sure our uh our uh our boss over here, so called fantasy experts, David Gamos will, will love that one. He's a big Rays fan. I'll have to give him crap for that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also Nick Cassianos uh was scratched from today's lineup for flu like symptoms, so he's day to day, but uh, yeah, I mean, my my one team is just an absolute bloodbath of of injury with Zimmerman, Hunter Pence, J.D. Martinez, Castellano, Lorenzo Cain, Jose Bautista, now Peralta, Man. now Norris. It's brutal, Ooh. dude. I, I don't I don't even know what what to do. Um, it's I, like, I can't, nothing you can do. I can't drop. I mean, Norris, I could drop. I don't really care about him, but it sounds like he's coming back anyway. Um. But yeah, yeah make some trades. Just, if, if you're yeah. desperate to make the playoffs in that league, make some trades. Get some guys that can help you now. I don't even Just know. Who, I don't have anybody worth a shit to trade though. That's the problem. I mean, the guys Ugh. that I have left are aren't really doing anything either. So, you know, whatever. Pack it up. It wasn't meant to be. I guess. Yeah. Chuck that one. Sometimes, up sometimes, man, that happens. It's unfortunate. Wow. Anyway, we uh, we ran a little long with the uh, real or fake, but uh, you know it was definitely good conversation there. Um, so we will be skipping your rant. I do want to get to this topic though, so we're gonna have to make sure we make time for it next week, um, or at least you know some maybe the week after. I don't know. We're gonna have to make time for it. Um, but with that said, we will close out here the way we always do. And got a Twitter question here. In a 10-team league, do you think JBJ has lost his luster? Um, you know, honestly, I have not been following too much of Jackie Bradley. Um, so I, you know, I, I know he's been... Good, but I you know I know that the the Red Sox have kind of been their offense has kind of struggled. Uh, so you know I, I'm gonna say no. Like I still think he's gonna be valuable in in a ten team league though. My God, there's gonna be so many people available. So yeah, I mean I don't know. Sometimes maybe ride the hot hand in a ten team league, but you know I mean hell, he just. He actually just homered tonight now that I'm looking at it. You know, so in the last few games he's got four RBI now and four runs. So, you know, maybe he's picking things back up, but it's kinda it, it all depends on what's out there, but you know, I would say no, I don't think he's lost his luster. In the ten team league though, I'm sure there's a bajillion outfielders out there that you can go grab. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean ten team you know, I, my one buddy I talk to all the time about his league is just not really – I mean, there's so much 
he has so many quality guys on his team, and, and I feel like everybody in the league is the same way. So, yeah, I mean, if Jackie Bradley is not doing exactly what he was doing and he's cooled off, then I have no problems dropping him and trying to, you know, the next next hottest thing. Yeah, well, that's how you lose guys like Jake Lamb and uh, and Ian Desmond. But I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yep, yep, yep. Gotta gotta jab at you a little bit more for those. I'm I'm mad at myself for not picking up Desmond, especially now that I'm dealing with you know total garbage in my middle infield. So yeah, I I don't know why I didn't do it. I stared at it. Was like, oh, Ian Desmond, and did nothing. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. It was weird. Anyway, that's it for the show tonight. Uh, I, I do want to close out with uh, promoting a couple other podcasts. Again, the Fantasy Edge with Richard Seville and Kevin Huo, uh, Fantasy Six Pack Writers. Uh, theirs is on Thursday at 10 p.m. And we have a new so-called Fantasy Experts podcast, uh, the Fantasy Fat Cast. That is an awesome name. With Dave Ganos, David Ganos himself, and Eric Mack. Uh, they... They aired an episode earlier today, but they're normally going to be airing Monday and Thursday afternoons. Um, the holiday weekend, they pushed this one back, so it makes total sense. But definitely check both of those out. They're very, very good podcasts, very informative, pretty funny guys. So um, definitely check them out. All right, sounds good. I'll have a good night. Yep, have a good night, everybody. And uh, again, happy 4th if, for everybody. And see you all next week, same time, same channel.